people like instant gratification because they want a solution to how to do better the next time so they don't mess it up twice. I always mm. say success is never caring who gets the credit. And more importantly, perfection is never messing up the same way twice. Like once you have how you define certain things for you and not others, you go on your journey and not someone else's journey. Welcome to the Share the Wealth Show, where minority professionals can learn to escape the racial wealth gap and catapult themselves into abundance. Your host, Nicole Pendergrass, grew her net worth from being negative to multiple six figures. Join her on her investigative mission to expose secret strategies of the wealthy so we can all have the tools needed to build the life and legacy we were created to possess. Now it's time for the show. Hi, everyone. Welcome back for another episode of the Share the Wealth Show. This is the show where we discuss strategies on how to grow, build, and protect minority wealth. And today we're going to do something a little different. We actually have a ton of great episodes in our archives. Since the inception of the show, I've had the pleasure of talking to so many phenomenal people, and I want their information and the strategies and tips and mindset that they have to be shared with the world, and I don't want it to be buried in the past, right? So today is Flashback Friday Featured Edition. And I hope you enjoyed the message from one of our previous guests because it's really so impactful and you need to take a listen. We'll see you next time for our regularly scheduled episodes, but stay tuned for today. Hey guys, so we're back again. This is the second part of the episode with today's guest. I need you, if you have not heard part one, go back to the previous episode and listen to that first and then come back and join us here today. But you're not going to want to miss what they already said because then you'll be lost with what they're about to say. But in any case, you don't want to miss the whole, you need to hear the whole conversation. This is why we split into two parts. There's so many nuggets. It's so juicy. Go back and listen to the first part. Okay. So you have, we talked about your build your bank the the school that you have the life you okay your your commercial real estate well, actually we talked very little about real estate but that's fine like I've talked about real estate and a lot of other unless there's something of specifically about it that I know with you there's maybe a different type of business model structure to it or something a little bit different that you're doing than everybody else is when it comes to syndications and things like that. Um you do do syndications too right of late, no. I Not of late. I personally okay. bet away from that. Um, for me now, if it's a syndication, it, it would be a passive investment. I'm not interested on the active side because I've always said this. I'll say it out loud. A syndication is truly building someone else's dream. The question is, are you okay with doing that? If so, how? And I tell people all the time, you have to ask yourself mentally that you are now not necessarily an angel investor, but you are an investor in someone's startup and are building their dream and be okay with that. Because ultimately, it goes from a syndication usually to someone starting their own network of, you know, adding more value and getting more capital, throwing more events to raise more capital, when sometimes that capital that they're raising is from more so from the event as opposed to their actual investors and our network. So I'm fine with building someone's dream and helping them do that. At the same time, there's more people out here that don't need a syndication to build their dream. When I meet those kids, when I meet some of those families, they have 10, 15, 50K, but they don't need to put it into an asset, 
as far as education wise, because now they're not asking about how do I invest in this asset and learn and earn while investing in the asset. They're investing in the network and they don't realize there's a difference between an operator and a passive investor. So just providing a level of clarity uh, up front before I go into it. So I'd rather JV with someone or just be the, the bank for them. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that makes that makes a lot of sense. There are a lot of people who are not at that level where making investing passively as a syndication makes sense for them or their finances. But there are much more people with less capital who need something that is a little bit more active um, and is outside of the mold of you know what they're normally exposed to. Yeah, okay. back to doing more good for me. And, and syndication isn't doing more good for me as far as helping others. It's doing more good for me personally. And mm. it's not about me. It's about the abundance mindset of being a go-giver, go-getter. And if I'm yeah. in syndication, that's on hold. You and I both know that's a whole time of what? When I could have put that into adding value to some others and showing them how to deploy capital a different Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, that's very true. Because even when I'm doing, I've done two syndications so far, um, not as the lead GP, but, you know, a co-sponsor and um, the capital, sorry, a lot of work. it's a lot, it's a lot of work. And then also the capital that you make, especially depending on how large the GP team is, can be cut down pretty significantly. So I don't even want to say it's helping me grow my legacy that much at first. Like that's a a syndication is a long-term game, just like wealth building. You know, that's not a quick do one syndication and you make a ton unless you're able to finance the whole thing by yourself. And then you're not doing a syndication. You're just owning an apartment building, but um, yeah. And that's why I have to be realistic of where I'm at. If I can take down that by myself, why would I go build someone's dream of taking that down? When I know there's a lot of individuals that are going to go into that space because they're mentally thinking as an operator when they hear the, oh, do one deal, quit your job. You better not (laughs) because there's a rat race. All right. Question is what type of, you know, cheese. Oh, (laughs) what type of rat are you going to (laughs) be? Yeah, exactly. What type of rat and what type of cheese? What type of cheese? Who stole my cheese? You quit that capital department too soon. You, 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 yeah. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, uh, and that's what I, I go back and forth with myself about firing my capital partner. Um, but I think I'm good. I think I'm good. Like I know I'd be able to get, get by. I have just enough income to cover what I need to. I'm, I'm good. Otherwise I'll be calling you and sleeping on your couch, (laughs) bringing my two kids. (laughs) Listen, it's okay. Do what you love and love what you do. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. So this, oh my gosh, this really has, I'm, I'm looking at my notes and trying to see if there's anything else. I know there's so much other things that we could talk about, but I love the whole treasury management index options, the build your bank, your private school, you, even the, the real estate that you're doing, but now more JV. Um, oh, we could talk about like it or love it. Oh, yes, yes. Do we want to? I, I know, like, I, this is a youth program, right? It's a youth sports program. Yes, we do a number of things in there. We have to um, adopt a heart to where we actually have different entrepreneurs coming from different uh, backgrounds, whether it's police officers, sheriffs, teachers, lawyers, doctors. The kids tell us what it is that they 
would like to do career-wise because they always base it off of money. And then when you play the cash flow game, well, then they realize quickly the janitor is sometimes a lot more wealthier. Yes. In the long run, is a lot more wealthier than some of those. Then the doctor, whoever else. I'd be mad when I pick a doctor card if I play cash flow. I'm like, I want to be the janitor. Like, it sounds good. I'm like, how about this? If you want to be a doctor, just go get your PhD. And they got some janitor doctors out there. <laughs> I say it's not that hard, but every doctor is not an actual doctor. It just lets you know what type of degree they have first and foremost. And you have to educate the kids on that because they don't know that. Yeah. It's like they don't know you can go into commercial the same way you can go into residential, but with a lot less when you start talking about the entry point of education as far as having, you know, selling an asset or purchasing an asset. So just educating them on different things. And then once they go, they have like 15 minutes at a table with a different professional and then they rotate around. So either they don't have one question that they can ask that professional. Those are pre-approved questions that they get to submit prior to the event. And when they ask them questions, they go around and then the next meetup, we find out that some of them didn't realize they had to be a police officer and or go through a true criminal justice path to be an FBI agent. Because one of my clients is actually FBI agents, a special intelligence. So they came, you know, talking to the kids, et cetera. And that's when they was like, wow, I didn't know I had to actually do all of that. I was like, what do you think you're going to get a degree and just jump into special intelligence? <laughs> so one of the kids, that's why I say they're so brutally honest. They asked one of the police officers, which I got a kick out of. I have a question. If I'm speeding and you have to speed to catch up to me, when you get to me, shouldn't you give me a warning? Because you speed it too. So shouldn't that cancel out the ticket? I say kids, they they make you really think about things in a completely different way because they want to know more. They want to grow. They want to be better. They want structure. They want discipline. Is that sometimes we try so hard to give them everything we've never had that we don't realize everything we never had made us who we are. Don't change mm -hmm. the work habits. Don't change the work values. Install them in them and let them show up and show you who they are. Like if a kid falls, oh, you're not going to get him? No, I'm not going to get him. I need to know who we're dealing with. Is he or she going to get up and get back to it? Or are they going to stay there and look around and see who's up? I need to know who I'm dealing with. That's crazy. Looking to build wealth with real estate? Are you all tapped out on YouTube University and ready to get help tailored to your specific situation and goals? Have you always known that you are a little different from the crowd, that you never liked following the status quo, and that you're just tired of living in mediocrity? You want to build wealth on your own terms outside of Wall Street? Well, you know, then maybe the Microfamily Mavericks mentorship program can help with that. It's a community where I handhold you through the process of buying your first small commercial multifamily building because not everyone is ready for 100 units out the gate. Why multifamily? because it gives your rental income a hedge against vacancy. Imagine what happens when your single family rental tenant leaves, right? And why commercial five plus units? Because you have much more control over increasing the building's value in the commercial space, and then in turn, increasing your own net worth. Starting small is a stepping stone to so much more because then you can tap that equity and buy another building and another and another, and you get the point. So increasing your cash flow and your ability to be job optional along the way. It's all a part of the journey. So if you think big, but you want to start small, 
And if you know multifamily real estate is the way for you to open the door to building a life of freedom, abundance, and legacy, but you just need someone to guide you step-by-step and you want to be surrounded by other people on the same journey, doing the same thing, then just click the link in the show notes to find out a little bit more about the Microfamily Mavericks. And I look forward to potentially seeing you on the inside. So now back to the show. Um, Because I try to think about that when, you know, even just dealing with my children, um, if, because they'll, and their kids are so different too. The youngest one, she'll fall, she'll do something, she'll fall. They had on their little little tykes, roller skates or whatever the other day in the house. So, you know, we got hardwood floors. We got some area rugs. So they going off the area rug onto the hardwood floor. And maybe she ain't realized the difference in the friction. And so she fell so hard and she popped right up and started just cracking laughing. It was like, <laughs> like oops, I fell. <laughs> like more of an embarrassment thing. And that's the three-year-old. Then the five-year-old was over there and fell too. And she is on the ground fall in <laughs> and it's just like all right my husband said it get up it's fine it doesn't hurt that bad yeah she he was like it's okay it's okay and she's like it's not okay. it's not. you know what you know and funny. i just I, I just don't know how to how yeah. to encourage but still and support but still like toughen her up a little bit i got it's, yeah, it's when you ask them what they need from you and let them have that moment of telling you what they need. Because some people just want to talk. Everyone knows someone that they just need to get it off their chest. And they just need to get it out in the open and say it to someone. And then they feel better. Even if they could have felt better without doing all of that. But you let them go through their process. And even with what you just said, I picked up on the first child is probably perfectly fine with coming to you. But when they want to share this, they're going to go to Papa. The one that failed and screamed and yelled, coming to you, period. <laughs> that's what I picked up on. <laughs> and you know what? And honestly, I, I it's it's semi. It just depends on what's what's happening. But the one who fell kind of does. She goes with daddy a lot. Yeah. So um, I don't know. But daddy was a. Uh, I don't know if I should say because he listens to this podcast sometimes. But I'll say it. When he was a kid, he was a crybaby. Yeah, so yes, she got know. that from him. And I was not, I was completely opposite. So I think my youngest one got that for me. And he's going to be like, why you say that on your podcast? I'll just tell him not to listen to this episode. It's the truth podcast. <laughs> it's the truth podcast. But anyway, I love that question. That's so smart. See, now, whenever I need parenting advice, I'm calling you. What do you need from me? If I just need to ask her, okay, what do you, what do you need? How can I make you feel better? What do you need from me? then I'm sure she'll tell me an icy. That's it. It's like all of us. People like instant gratification because they want a solution to how to do better the next time so they don't mess it up twice. Mm. I always say success is never caring who gets the credit. And more importantly, perfection is never messing up the same way twice. Like once you have how you define certain things for you and not others, you go on your journey and not someone else's journey. And ultimately when she communicates, you to you what it is that she needs, that's a level of healing and or soothing right there in itself. And sometimes we try to come to the rescue, but they don't need us to come to the rescue. They need us just to listen and they need us to just be a support. And we don't know how to do that because we're oftentimes communicating with ourselves. So I always say, KYP, know your person. You know each of your children, including your husband, probably better than they know themselves. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that know your person now. I'm writing that down too. 
KYP. I got to listen to this again because I got to take better notes. I, I don't got enough. I should have had a blank piece of white paper here to take notes. I'm trying to write between words and I can't, I, I don't got enough space. So I need to re-listen to, to all of this. This has been fantastic. All right. So we we actually, probably over time, it don't matter because this is just way too great. Um, but what I'm going to do is we're going to start wrapping up and I'm going to ask you the final questions that I ask every guest. Okay. so. Um, Warren Buffett said that diversification is protection against ignorance. What do you think he meant by that? And is that a good or bad thing? I don't think it's good or bad. I think once again, KYP, know your personnel. Um, diversification too also depends on what works for you, not someone else. Um, like for me, I diversify a lot in different asset classes. If you're talking about investing and things of that nature. But I always hear people say the definition of insanity is doing the same thing repeatedly, expecting a different result. I personally think it depends on the individual and the situation, which goes back to this quote. If a person continuously does great and does all the things that's needed at their job, oftentimes they also get overlooked for promotions. And sometimes the individual that's doing nonsense that really doesn't have a clue of what's going on gets the promotion. So if that person continues to do well and to do great, that's a well-adjusted individual. That's not an insane individual. So that individual in that situation applies to something different and they had to diversify in that situation. So for me, it depends on the market and the market cycle. Um, if I'm going to diversify, like right now, I'm investing very heavily in tax lien certificates and our options at tax lien deeds, as opposed to just acquiring certain other type of assets. Um, uh, land I'm looking at heavily and car washes and triple net lease. So if it's multifamily or self-storage, I'm definitely looking at the right partners for that. That's why it's important to have a network and a teamwork because I think teamwork makes the cash flow, build your bank and have a cash flow lifestyle. Mm. See, I, I'm not even going to write that now. I'm just going to rewind, rewind and write it down later. Okay. I love it. Um, I know you played Monopoly before. No? I have. Oh, okay. A long time, but I have. I know. Yeah, it's been a long time for me too. I came up with this question, but I had, it's not like I'm a Monopoly fanatic. I don't play it that much. But anyway, everyone kind of knows the fundamentals of it. So that's why it's good. So Boardwalk is, you know, one of the most expensive properties and Baltic is one of the cheapest. In your strategy to win the game, whether real life game or Monopoly game, which one are you buying first and why? Since I can't say both, it goes back to the market cycle. Um, when investing, I'm always looking at the market cycle and what makes the most um, sense to me. Like right now, if I'm investing in, say, a multifamily asset, it's going to be an A class or a B just because I don't want to ever be on someone's 30% income. Like how can I add more value to them? So now I'd rather be on someone's 5% income or someone's 10% income. So I determine that based on the market for me or how I'm choosing to invest and going back to that network and teamwork. But if I had to buy, it would probably be the boardwalk. Um, but right now, I think buying up a lot of Baltic Avenue is going to be very in, intentional because there's going to be a lot of individuals that are going to be potentially displaced. So if I can add value to them and have a quality property that allows them to um, still have those W-2s or those jobs and things of that nature, then that's what I'm into. But normally I would be the boardwalk person, but due to the current market, I'm going to probably be more of the Baltic Avenue. 
um, individual to where I'm gonna buy more of the cheaper properties and then add more value to a lot more families. Mm, I love that. I love that breakdown. I think you're probably one of the only ones who's actually gone into what's happening right now in the market cycle and why, which asset type would fit better with what your, your business plan would be. Okay. I love it. Um, what the, no, this is going to be a good question. What does wealth mean to you? Uh, it starts for me about need, wants, and desire, um, time and freedom. Like my time is so valuable to me and I want the freedom to do what I want to do, um, with, how I want to do it, who I want to do it with, and family-wise, et cetera, um, investing in other people, because that's where I'm at right now, just investing more of my time in other people, because people ask me what I do all the time, because I'm like, it's some mystery to them when it's like, wealthy is quiet, because I'm, I'm around a lot of wealthy individuals, and you don't talk about what you do all the time, unlike when someone says, tell people what you do, tell people what you do, and one of them said it best, people that tell people what they do all the time, is because they don't have enough capital, and, and I said, okay. <laughs> And it makes a ton of sense though. Like, <laughs> and then you have the other ones that do have enough capital, but they have some larger goals in place and they need more people on their side for that in the long run. So they're doing all of that extra good now to um, allow that to happen. But for me, it's about time and freedom of being a life legacy change. Life, let's invest in future education and employment. Legacy, that L is for life or laughter. Because sometimes you got to make sure you're having fun and doing what you're doing. That E is for education. That G is for grace. Leave with grace because you never know where someone's at and where they're trying to go. You might be able to add value to them. You might tear them backwards based on the words that come out of your mouth. A is for abundance. Have that abundance mindset to be a go-getter, go-giver. Think more about others than about you because if they get what they need, you will get what you need, want, and desire. C is for compassion, which goes back to grace. If you leave with grace and compassion, chances are you're going to be right where you need to be, want to be when it's all said and done. And then youth, giving back to the youth because we have two-year-olds that know how to work a cell phone better than you know a 50-year-old. So ultimately, if we add into that and stop trying to change their current you know, structure of normalcy, that's not our normalcy, because I didn't want a phone even when my parents gave me a phone. Like, I don't want that, what I need that for. We need to know where you're at. These kids need a phone because some of them are making more money than their parents from social media and different other aspects. So it's like meet them where they're at and help them grow to where they're trying to go as opposed to changing them and wanting them to be more like how we were when we grew up. Mm -hmm. so, and they educate you in a completely different way. And then once you're that life legacy changer, changer, for me, it's about capital. Hence, that's the name, life legacy capital. And it takes capital to do that. So once I have more time capital, once I have more freedom capital, I can deploy my capital in a different way, which is my time, my freedom. And philanthropy for me isn't always about giving more capital. It's about giving more time capital so that we can grow and be well and wealthy together. But that's truly what wealth is for me, making sure my needs, wants, and desires and my time freedom is in place to where I truly can be a life legacy changer. Oh, I needed this today. I needed this today. Girl, you are blessing me right now. All right. Your business, what are you planning to do? Where do you see yourself going, you know, in the future, three, five years, or however far out you plan? And then what's the biggest resource you need to get there? People. You need more people, more contacts, more lifeline of individuals that want to do good, that want to do great, that want to be well, that want to be wealthy. Um, like right now, we're uh, acquired some land to where make sure it's shovel ready to build a hotel on there, uh, whole 
full-fledged um, family center, community center, um, parking garage, sports team, um, pretty much you can go there and it's literally a one-stop shop like a resort, but in different locations and they were opening up another private school, um, Life Legacy Academy, and there's gonna be ones in different locations and our countries because it's the level of value of education within our capital partners that we have in place. We wanna add in that wealth fit component to where these kids are learning more about wealth. So it's more people because with the more people you have, the more kids that come with that. So they're educating themselves, they're educating their kids about you know how to do certain things, like taking those tax strategy classes so you can learn about it now so they can understand why when you have $20, you don't spend the whole thing. My grandmother always says, you know, for every $5 you have spend, you can spend three, but save two. So you always have funds for your fare back home. Hence her age, $5 made sense. But now that $5 is more like a hundred when, when I'm talking about math. So like have yourself in decent in order. And she always says, work for what you want, pay for what you get. And I ain't always talking about money, baby. Watch where you're putting your time because it matters because you get back what you put in because time is like a paycheck. So business-wise, it's more people, more contacts to add more value to them so they can build their bank prior to them just saying, I want to invest in this, I want to invest in that. Because anyone that's truly an investor or truly an entrepreneur, the time commitment that goes into that, most people aren't ready for and they quit before their breakthrough ever happens. And I always say your breakthrough is usually always around the corner. The question is, are you gonna get to the corner to go around? Are you gonna get to the door and knock and go through it? Are you just gonna open the door and go through it? Are you scared to even get to the door to take the action mm -hmm. to move forward? So getting in front of more people, talking to more people, trying to add value to more people and understanding that you're not going to add value to everyone. But sometimes you can expand their mindset from a consumer mindset to an entrepreneur mindset or an investor's mindset. They look and value money completely differently because money is a product. Money is a tool in your relationship with money. When it changes because you have more and you're doing well and you're wealthy, your life will become a life of abundance. And you too can be a life legacy changer. Mm. And what you just said, which indirectly, you can have, you can be an entrepreneur, you can develop an entrepreneurial mindset and still have a capital partner. Absolutely. So I, I love that. Okay. It's not so, for everyone. I won't say that out loud. It's not for everyone. Like I know deep down, I don't really want to work for others. But at the same time, I knew the systems that I was going to learn. Like I recently won an award called the Wallet Genius. It wasn't until I was at that large gathering with over 500 plus people that I found out I won it. Of course, I had some food hanging out my mouth when I found out. So I had to hurry up and clean up from that. But I was told I increased the budget 600%. And in my head, I'm like, 600%? That's how I knew it wasn't me. And then when they said my name, I was like, 600%. But that explained why my businesses were doing very well as well, because I was applying those same type of metrics. EKPIs, those smart goals and all those things that I was learning system-wise at work or my capital partner, those same things were being applied to my actual business just in a different way. It's kind of like going to school. That, that's a capital partner. They're paying for your education if you have the opportunity with scholarships or whatever the case may be. Now, what you choose to do with that time and those resources is on you. You can go have fun or you can actually listen and apply it. So, I would say it's not for everyone, but I chose to leverage it. So I always knew I could have more capital to deploy to do more good and create more passive cash flow. Miss Grimsley, you 
are, I don't even have the right terminology. I want to say like super califragilistic expialidocious. <laughs> you have you're to understand the audience. Every audience is going to be different and you got to be realistic. There's going to be some novices out there that never invested. They want to invest. What's going to help them take the first step? The ones that have invested, things haven't gone right. They don't want to do it ever again. So they're probably going to be the ones not helping the ones that want to take the first step. And you have the ones that have done it. They never had a deal that's gone sour or an investment that's made them feel indifferent. Like, you know, the person that's taken the first step or the person that's not had a successful experience. And then you have the other ones that are in the big playing field. So you just have to be realistic when you're communicating. The audience can range. And when you're ranging, you have to be able to communicate to all of them while you're communicating. So there's not a ton of jargon. You're being very honest, direct, and truthful. I, I definitely appreciate that because um, that's what this is all about, right? Sharing the wealth and you shared a ton of wealth and knowledge because knowledge is wealth, but then the power comes from implementation. So I want everybody to implement. She gave so many websites and she gave the information like how you can get started. So go get the education that she has for free on her site. So um you have no excuses because she really laid it all out for you guys. And how can people get um, in touch with you or connect with you? Uh, the best way I would say LinkedIn, I don't do a ton of social media, but I make sure on my LinkedIn, I'm the person answering. So you're not getting a bot and things of that nature. That's me being professional in that communication back to you. So if you get a message back, that's actually me, not someone else. My LinkedIn is Aubrey G. That's A-L-B-R-E-Y-G on LinkedIn. Although, and on there, I have a ton of different things. You go to our website, phone number, and on my Calendly is there. Feel free to book a call. Um, if I could be of value to you, I love connecting with phenomenal individuals. Oh, I love it. And you yourself are phenomenal. Phenomenal, like attracts like. Okay. Thank you again so much for joining us today. Everyone listening, if you, I, I don't want to say if, you got value from this episode. There's no way that did not happen. Give it a like, like the show, share this episode with your friends or colleagues or whoever you think is going to benefit from it, which is actually everybody. So just share it with everybody. <laughs> and then leave us a review so that more people can hear information like what Aubrey just shared with us today. This really needs to get out there and we can do that with your help. So share the show, share the wealth, and we will see you at the next episode. Bye everyone. Great day to have a great day. <laughs> it sure is. Did you love this episode of Share the Wealth Show? Be sure to connect with Nicole by following her on LinkedIn, Instagram, or Facebook. If you picked up any of the gems that were dropped by today's guest, make sure you not only put them in your bag, but if you know of someone who would benefit from this information, don't keep it to yourself. Share the wealth and make sure to leave us a rating and review. We'll see you for next week's episode. Subscribe so you'll be notified.